The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. I'm going to keep the intro a little short this week. We're joined with a guest, Lexi Fuller. She is a soon-to-be dentist. She's about to graduate from Buffalo's Dental School and enter into a residency for pediatric dentistry. So we talk about the residency match process a little bit for dentistry, as well as her experience going to Buffalo for both undergrad and dental school why she's interested in pediatric dentistry. We talk a lot about finding like balance with school and not letting other people's experiences kind of stress you out. We talk about living with your partner in dental school, relationships, long distance. And we also talk a lot about social media because Lexi has a really successful Instagram, YouTube, and podcast that are not really dental focused. And it's interesting to kind of compare and contrast my experiences with hers because she's kind of taking a different route to social media and everything. So that's a little bit about what you can expect in this week's episode, but just for a catch up, this past week we had pretty much the normal labs. I haven't been doing as much assisting because I finished my requirements, which is really nice. I'll probably assist a few more times before the semester's done mid-April, just like as my roommates might need my help, but I'm not really like actively seeking out appointments to assist. We did have a practical for dentures though on Friday this past week that I was feeling fairly ready for, not like 100%, but I thought I would do okay. And Pretty much all of my design for our RPD, Removable Partial Denture is what that stands for. We basically had to draw it on a cast based on whatever the person's mouth looked like. They would have missing teeth in certain areas, which makes you design a cast, um, makes you design the RPD differently. It's hard to explain it over podcast format, especially if you're still in the pre-dental stage or something. But basically, we had to draw that on the cast and there's... A bunch of different ways to be right but there are also some things that would make you wrong and if you do something wrong you have to remediate it and unfortunately I did like almost all of it right except for one little clasp system so I'm pretty sure I'll have to remediate it but I haven't gotten the grade back yet. It's not a big deal because that'll give me a chance to sit down with the professor and kind of discuss why I was confused in the first place and I definitely do have a lot of questions about kind of the physics and mechanics of why certain things are the way that they are so maybe it's all for the best I know I've talked about remediation in episodes in the past so I don't think it's as big of a terrible scary thing as people might make it out to be it's always been a positive for me and I've ended up learning more from the experiences where I've had to redo something than the experiences where I passed but was like how did I even pass that if that makes any sense so that's a very quick recap this coming week should be pretty fun we have our ASDA gala we're calling it the mandible on this coming Friday so that should be fun to get all dressed up with almost 400 of us dental students so it should be a blast and lots of ASDA events in the evenings this week other than that like a bunch of lunch and learns and like sponsored socials and things so I'm pretty busy with that and all of our clubs that I'm in are going through transitions right now of executive leadership so we already did the elections for ASDA as you know and I was super excited to be elected our chapter's president but 
We're doing elections this week for AAWD, American Association of Women Dentists, where I'm currently the vice president, but I'm actually running for social chair for next year because I didn't want to run for one of the like highest, highest leadership positions just because I know that I'll already be pretty busy with ASDA and I wanted to do what's in the best interest of the club and give other students opportunities to lead and make an impact rather than like taking up a spot if I'm not going to do the best job. So that's going on for AWD and with the Christian Dental Association, usually our fourth year students aren't formally leaders. They're still like involved, but they don't have to like take the responsibility of like planning studies and showing up to everything and making schedules because fourth year is just so crazy with all your licensing exams. And if you're trying to apply for a residency like this um, episode is talking about, you might be traveling for interviews or interviews just for a normal job or whatever. So basically D4 year is kind of crazy. So we don't really have any D4 leadership for CDA, Christian Dental Association, but I'll be a D3 this coming year, so I'll still be a leader, but I'm trying to survey our D1 students and see who's going to help me out next year. So lots of leadership transitions, lots of extracurricular things going on in the next few weeks where there's not as much craziness with classes until we have finals in the middle of April. We also have a practical for SimLab this week with um, a bridge prep, but I'm not too worried about that. SimLab has been going pretty well for me, which is very nice for once. But I think that's everything for our catch-up for this week. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Lexi. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Hello, everyone. We have a guest here today, and I'm going to let Lexi introduce herself. Hi, everyone. My name is Lexi Fuller. I am a fourth-year student at the University of Buffalo School of Dental Medicine. I'm originally from Erie, PA. I've been in Buffalo for the past eight years because I went to UB for undergrad as well. And I recently just matched into a pediatric residency um, through the University of Florida in Naples, Florida. So I'll be starting that in July. Awesome. I'm excited to kind of unpack all of that, talk about why you decided to stay at Buffalo and your residency application and interview experience and everything. But before we talk about that, the reason I even like know of you is from your social media and everything. I'm a big fan of your YouTube channel. Can you talk a little bit about like balancing all the social media that you do with dental school and like when did that all get started? So I've always loved sort of creating content, but never really like took it seriously and posted, you know, a lot of things. I remember editing videos like back in the day and even middle school, high school, but they never went anywhere. And it was actually over the pandemic that I was like, I used to bartend while I was in dental school as a source of income and everything shut down. And I was kind of like, okay, what can I do not only to make money, but also as a hobby, because I was going stir crazy in the house. And my sister does social media full time. And she was like, you know, why don't you start taking this seriously, reach out to brands, 
I, she's like, you know, you looked for so much content when you were going into dental school and you couldn't really find very much. So why don't you be that source for other people? So I kind of just, and also with the pandemic, I would say, cause what was holding me back before was, you know, what are my classmates going to think? What are other people in the dental space going to think? And luckily when COVID hit, I didn't have to worry about that because I was at home. So I didn't have to hear what other people were saying. So I could kind of just do it for me. And it's been great. It's been tough to balance, but I also feel like I just try to sort of show the day to day. So it's a little bit easier because I'm able to incorporate that into just like what I'm doing every day. So it's been fun. I think if anybody is looking to start a new hobby and they're interested in it, I say, just go for it because I wish I did it earlier. Yeah, I know when I found your channel, I was like, oh, this is awesome because I kind of started YouTube for the same reason. Like I loved watching like vloggers, lifestyle content, whatever, but it wasn't like necessarily relatable because they just like are in totally different career paths and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice to see someone a few years ahead of me doing dental school. And now you're going to go on to residency and everything. But I agree. I think it's nice to have people that you can actually relate to that you're watching. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So. Now kind of back on the career, career part of things. Um, when it comes to pediatrics, how early in your dental experience did you know that you wanted to do peds? So I was one of those weirdos that knew in like middle school, I wanted to be a dentist. I don't have any dentists in my family. It was just something that I've always liked and thought it would suit me as a career. So I started shadowing and I found that very early on, I just liked the atmosphere of a pediatric office. There was less, I don't know, negativity. It was more fun. It was easy to inspire people about dentistry and sort of get them excited about it. So I came into dental school pretty set on peds. Um, and I am lucky in the sense that Buffalo has a very strong pre-doc peds program. We get a lot of experience with that, but for a while I did sort of waver back and forth, you know, do I want to go through with residency for another two years? Do I want to try to go into practice? Do I want to do a general residency? And as I started doing more of the general dentistry and clinic, like removable and, you know, making dentures, doing crowns, I realized that I don't love it and that I actually really am a lot happier in a peds environment. So that's kind of what led me to go in that direction, but I did apply to both because I wasn't opposed to a year of general, especially because of the pandemic. Um, I knew I wanted to sort of be in one geographic area. So I did what I kind of had to do as far as applying. So. Can you talk a little bit more about like the application process for residency, like with match, non-match, how all of that worked? Yeah. So it's one of the craziest systems. I like match is literally a dating app for your career. And I don't understand how this came to be. Um, so the pass application online through Adia is actually very similar to the dental school application. I would say it's super similar to the AdSAS and that you're kind of doing a general application that you'll send to all the different schools and uploading everything in one central place. Um, the difference is, is how you sort of find out in the process after you submit. So for me, it was even more shocking than I thought it would be. I've always heard about match day, but I was so used to, you know, for dental school, they have a day where acceptances start to come out, but it's not like, you know, you find out the one place you're going and that's it on that day. So for match, it was the biggest thing I found. It was really hard to be patient and everyone's on a different timeline when it comes to when you hear back and, you know, the whole 
interview process, like for example, for me, every single one of my interviews was virtual. I had some friends that were flying, driving, going to all these in-person socials. And, you know, I was kind of bummed because my social would be a Zoom with 15 people and everyone's just kind of like quietly, awkwardly sitting there. So in the one hand, it's nice because I feel like I saved a lot of time and money by having virtual interviews. But on the other hand, I think I would have really enjoyed an in-person interview. I feel like it's kind of hard. I mean, with things like this, I think it's great because, you know, you're able to work on your communication skills over Zoom and like talking about things. But I think it's also really hard to show your personality over a computer and all of those awkward like social cues of do I talk? Do I let them talk? Like I was in my head a lot about that. But as for the application process, you can apply across different phases if you want. So I had some friends that really wanted to do ortho and they decided they were going to apply phase one and their match day is in November. So theoretically, if they didn't match, they could apply general and still some of the deadlines were still open there. I knew I wanted to do peds at some point and I was willing to do a general residency before that if I had to. Um, so I applied only phase two and I think, so most of my deadlines for peds were pretty early on. Um, like late summer, early fall. And then for my general programs, they were like all the way into December. So that was a little bit different. I ended up actually having my general interviews before my PEDS ones, but they're more of a rolling basis. I've noticed like they take the applications as they come and sort of interview based on that. Whereas the PEDS ones will often wait till they get a certain number and then send out rejections or interviews. So that was definitely different. Um, I was actually rejected for my first two programs before I ever heard back from an interview. So that was something that I was like, okay, you know, is this the theme of how this is going to go? That was like a lot to take on at first. And then the interview started coming in and I started feeling a little bit more confident, but I think my process was a little bit different too, because I wanted to be in one area of the country. I wanted to be in South Florida. And so I applied to a lot of fewer programs than I think a lot of my classmates. So it was hard not to compare myself. You know, they applied to 20 and they were getting interviews right away. And I only applied to, you know, seven or eight. And so I was just like waiting, but I would say the toughest thing was the waiting period between interviews and match day because you're kind of stuck. There's nothing you can do and you just have to wait it out. Can you talk a little bit more about like everyone is always saying how competitive dental specialties are. And I know that they are, but where does kind of peds lie on that? And like, what do you think the programs are looking for in an applicant? So for peds specifically, I think there are obviously going to be some programs out there that look at, you know, rank and GPA and sort of make cutoffs and don't even interview people that are under that. But I have a lot of classmates who are bottom half of our class and matched at their top choice for peds. So I think for peds specifically, it's a lot of personality, which I think is great because when you're working with kids, you know, what you got in organic chemistry and undergrad, because some classes or some programs even asked for like DAT scores and stuff. And I was like, shocked about that. But I think for PEDS specifically, it's much more about who you are as a person and how your personality is going to come across. So that was something that kind of drew me towards the specialty in general, because it's not like, you know, you hear stories of ortho programs that will only interview, you know, the top 10 in their class. And that's another thing with rank. I feel like it's so different from school to school that I was also looking for a program that valued me as a person versus what I was on paper. So I would say it's definitely possible to match at a specialty, even your top choice, if you're not, you know, top 10 in your class. 
Um, I was also wondering, as for like getting through this process, I feel like there's like all the deadlines, there's like knowing how to interview, knowing how to decide where to apply. Did you have some kind of mentorship for that? Was it like upperclassmen? Did you know some pediatric dentists? How did you kind of navigate everything? So I feel like I relied a lot on my classmates that I was friends with that were going through the process, even though, you know, they haven't gone through it before. I feel like so many programs are different that I was able to pick up on certain things from their interviews that maybe I would be asked and things like that. I didn't really rely on upperclassmen just because with COVID, I feel like everyone was so focused on getting the requirements done that it was tough, but I reached out to someone I found even on Instagram and she had graduated from the Naples program the year prior. So she was fresh out of the program. She was able, she was out of the program. So she was able to be honest about the good, the bad, um, sort of helped me through the application process and interviewing, you know, this person really values this. So make sure you talk honestly about this part of you and things like that. So I think don't be afraid to like reach out even on Instagram. I know I love getting DMS when people are even asking about dental school and things like that. I think with social media now, it's great that you can find people on LinkedIn. I found a girl from a program and started asking her questions. So I would say just sort of reach out and network with you can, but it's tough and nobody really knows the answers. It's one of, like I said, the craziest systems ever. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I did. Yeah. I always tell people that like social media is such a tool now, like you can find anyone at like any school. So definitely Mm -hmm. utilize it. I'm planning on doing general dentistry. So I don't know a ton about the application process for specialties. Is there like, do you take the GRE for peds or do you not have to do any extra test? Nope. So for peds, it was just boards that everyone takes and, you know, you're applying, I think, cause I actually use the exact same everything for peds in general. The only thing that was different is I had an extra peds letter that was yeah. more peds specific, but okay. no peds is peds is pretty similar, which is good. Cause I feel like if you are kind of, you know, worried about matching or whatever, you can do the option of applying general and yeah. with the pandemic, I feel like an extra year could benefit everyone. So Yeah, for sure. So I want to talk a little bit more about your like dental school experience now that you're wrapping Mm -hmm. up. What would you say is like some of the things you did to make the most of your four years? It could be socially, academically, whatever you want to talk about. So for me, dental school came as a lot bigger of a shock than I thought it would. Um, Undergrad for me was a very easy transition, even though I was moving like two hours from home you know, I made friends very quickly, like classes were huge. So there was always somebody that you could get along with and everybody was kind of living on campus. So it was easy to socialize. Whereas dental school, you're forced to be with the same. I mean, for our class, it was 92 other people all day, every day. You have no control over your schedule. It's very rigorous. And it kind of just felt like I was constantly treading water. And that came as a big shock to me. Um, And everyone is intelligent. Everyone's competitive. So it's like, you kind of are constantly stuck with like, I guess, balancing everything. Um, So for me, I would say everything got so much better when I stopped comparing myself to others. And when I started putting emphasis on outside things. So I feel like my first year I put so much emphasis and I had such tunnel vision on getting through my classes, getting good grades, this, this, and that, that I became like a robot just going through the day. I could, I was finding it so difficult to make friends. I was just feeling like I was living on another planet for the first time. And so I would say 
things started getting so much better when I started picking up conversations with people that maybe I didn't talk to D one year, for example, because I feel like people are very quick to join these little small friend groups. And then everybody's kind of stuck in their ways. And I think I really didn't find like true, genuine friend groups per se until like my third year. And I feel like it took a lot longer than I expected. And once I stopped putting so much emphasis on like my grades, my grades actually ended up improving and my mental health improved tenfold. So it became a lot more enjoyable at that point, I would say. Yeah, I totally, totally relate to everything you were saying, especially like when I started dental school, it was right like in the middle of COVID and being shut down. So like I got accepted to dental school in like a normal world and I was all excited to start and then everything went online and I started dental school like virtually like all alone. So I totally get what you're saying, like even on another level, like just it not being what you expected. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like this also same thing, like people like, Oh, like, how was your day? And you're just like, honestly, like numb. You're like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like I I just like did it because that's all you just do it all day, every day. And then it's like the next day and they just blur together. But I totally agree with what you're saying. Like life is so much better when you can like have balance and have other things that you care about outside of school. It makes everything a lot better. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to hear that you noticed that as well. (laughs) So for Buffalo, you said you went there for undergrad as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. What kind of made you choose to go there for the dental program? So I actually was very on the fence. I put in three deposits for dental school because I could not decide. And it was kind of a last minute decision. Um, Luckily, they were both refundable deposits to the other schools, but I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be in Florida at some point, but I didn't know if I wanted to make that move now. Um, So I put in deposits to Buffalo, University of Florida, and University of Alabama, Birmingham. They all kind of had strengths and weaknesses to the programs that I wasn't sure what I wanted most. For me, what ultimately made me decide to stay in Buffalo is the town of Buffalo. I love this area. My family's close enough by that if I need to go home for a weekend, I can, but far enough that I'm like my own independent person. I found that there's a lot to do for people my age. And I just sort of felt like it became home for my four years of undergrad. Looking back, I'm really glad I did because even though the other programs may have had stronger academics or clinical experiences and things that I think would have been phenomenal to get with the pandemic, if I was in Birmingham with no one, I think I would have been a mess. So I think things happen for a reason. But for me, the reason I chose to stay was because I knew about the program doing, you know, pre-dental things and undergrad and things like that. And I had familiar faces and it was more of, I don't think I'm ready to leave just yet, which looking back, I'm glad I did because now I'm definitely ready to leave. But I think I would have had some questions and regrets if I had done it prior to dental school. Um, And I think it was the right choice looking back, but we're always going to question what if and look at, you know, what other people are doing at other programs and things like that. So If anyone's like considering Buffalo, what's like something you would say that your school does really well and maybe something they could improve on? So I like to be totally honest because I think, again, coming into dental school, it was very hard to find the truth about dental school, I guess. Not that it's a horrible place, but I think everything you see in interviews is people putting on their best face and, you know, it's great. Everyone's friendly. And it's like, you get there and you're like, what did I just get myself into? So I would say starting with something that it can definitely improve on, which I think a lot of big organizations struggle with is just communication. 
I feel like dental schools are often built on, you know, an administration that's been there for years and they're trying to follow CODA requirements while also trying to make the university happy and things like that. And sometimes it gets lost when it comes to the students and just having like compassion to realize like we're people going through a very tough time. Like it doesn't have to be a hazing experience. Like a lot of faculty think, you know, like, oh, when I was in dental school, it was much worse, but like, it doesn't have to be like that. So I think just that communication and that compassion for students and realizing like we're paying a lot of money to be here and learn. And, you know, it's kind of, it would be nice to think more of like a student focused when it comes to communication, things like that. And not so much like an administrative focus, which I guess I get is hard because like I said, you have to make all these different groups happy when it comes to running a dental school. And there's a lot of moving pieces, but that's definitely what I would say could be improved upon, which I think a lot of dental schools across the board are probably similar in that sense. Um, something I really like is Buffalo is just a town that loves Buffalo. So everyone here, you know, there's so much to do. And even in the winter, you'll have people outside watching a Bills game as it's snowing in 10 degree weather. So I think that sort of sense of just the people here are some of, you know, the best people I've met. And I really like the community atmosphere that the town has. I think Buffalo is a really fun place to live, you know, for your four years in dental school, there's a lot to do and stuff that I feel like is very affordable too. It's nice that as a dental student who maybe doesn't have the funds to, you know, go to crazy dinners and stuff, Buffalo is a great place to sort of enjoy your life while you're living on a budget. That's very nice. I'm in Michigan, so Ann Arbor, and everything is so expensive. So that's very nice. (laughs) (laughs) So I have one more question about like your time in dental school and then a few more before we wrap up. But I know this from your YouTube channel, but you're in a long distance relationship now that Mm -hmm. your fiance moved. But can you kind of give the insight to like living with a partner during dental school and then also maybe like long distance advice as well? Mm -hmm. So I met Sean, my fiance in June before I started dental school. So like right before the transition between undergrad and dental school. Um, So I'd already made my decision to stay and then met him. And I lived with dental students my first semester and it was really hard. It was tough because again, going back to the comparison thing and, you know, you see your roommate studying and you're like, should I be studying? And everyone wants to talk about test questions and test grades. And it just wasn't the best for my mental health. So I ended up breaking that lease in December and second semester, it was kind of to the point where I'm like, okay, do I move in with Sean? Do we get our own place together? Or do I want to live alone? And just due to like, we felt like we were ready in our relationship, even though it was earlier on than I feel like looking back now, I would recommend, but you know, cause we were only six months in, but financially it made sense to sort of split rent. And I didn't want to have another roommate all my friends from undergrad had moved away. So we moved in together second semester of dental school. And I will say it was very nice. Even if your significant other is in the same town or you're not even dating anybody, I feel like just having someone at home that's outside of dental school to talk about things outside of school and take your mind off of it. And I found that that was really nice. Um, So I kind of had a little bit of both. I had a dental school roommate, then we lived together. And now he started his job down in Florida in December. So now we're long distance. I'm actually living with my in-laws for the next couple of months because our lease was done and I didn't want to, we didn't want to pay two rents basically. Um, So I would say I totally feel for a lot of my friends that are in long distance relationships now, because 
I come home and I'm like, well, now what? Like, you know, it's nice to just even watch TV with him nearby. So I think something I've noticed that is really nice is since we're both busy throughout the day, just having like a FaceTime call at the end of the night and watching my favorite tip to give anybody in a long distance relationship is find a show that you both want to watch and FaceTime and watch it at the same time. Because then it feels like you're sort of with that person, but you're not just staring at each other awkwardly on the phone. Like now what? (laughs) So that's been something that's really helpful, but it's tough, especially with dental school schedule and trying to make visits work and things like that. Just knowing that there's like an end game to it all, I think is really nice. And having the next date in mind when you're going to see each other and things like that. But on the flip side of that, it is kind of nice because you're able to, you know, hang out with friends and stay in the lab late and not feel guilty, things like that, that I feel like there's pros and cons to each. Um, but long-term, I think it would be really, really difficult. Yeah, I totally second everything you said. I made a whole episode about relationships <laughs> in dental school, so I, I totally get it. Um, I just have a couple more questions. So before dental school, you kind of touched on like your pre-dental, you were always interested in peds, you went into college as a pre-dental student, I think. Can you talk a little bit about like your pre-dental experience and any advice for students that are in that stage? Yeah, definitely. I think I was a little bit spoiled in the sense that because we have a dental school here, it was very easy to get involved as a pre-dental student. But I would say just don't feel like awkward reaching out again to people on social media and networking and even programs. I feel like a lot of programs want to have conversations with pre-dentals and get them interested in the program. So um, I would say if it's something you definitely want to do, just start early by reaching out to programs and seeing if they have, you know, shadowing opportunities or workshops and things like that. Even virtually now, I feel like after the pandemic, a lot of schools and programs are having, you know, virtual lunch and learns or like waxing workshops or just little things like that. Um, As far as your major, I was a biomedical sciences major and a Spanish minor. Um, But I have classmates even from UB who were economics majors who, you know, were less traditional science majors and they're doing just fine. So I think a big thing is do what you enjoy and what you think you'll do well at. Looking back, I almost wish I like did a psychology major or minor because I'm really interested in that. And I think it would have made undergrad a little bit less stressful and more fun. Um, So I think it's totally possible to do what you love and also then go to dental school. You know, you only have to take a certain amount of prereqs. And as long as you're passionate about your major, I think that's all people care about. But I would say if you don't have a dental school at your undergrad, just reach out, see which ones are nearby. And there's always events and things going on. Thank you for that. So one last question, how do you kind of see social media, podcasts, YouTube, like fitting in to your life going forward? Like you were kind of talking about it before. And I think about the same thing, like as like a professional, sometimes you get hesitant, like how personal do you want to share? I don't know, like your perspective Mm -hmm. on all that going forward. So I am naturally just a very open book oversharer. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how that carries into being a professional and not a student. I mean, I've been a student for 25 years at this point, so I don't really know, I guess, how I want to make that transition, but it's definitely something I still want to show my whole life. I don't want to just show dentistry on my Instagram and that's totally fine. If you do, I have friends that do that and they do a great job at it. I just know I don't have enough dentistry in me to make it my whole sort of brand on social media, but 
So I think I'll continue to share my life and it's going to be tough navigating. Like I really want to show more of my dental work and patient, you know, photos and things like that, but just sort of navigating that into my personal brand of, you know, my non-dental followers and things like that. So I think overall just showing who I am as a person and hopefully that comes across well to the dental community as well, you know, Um, but just also using that to network with brands and, you know, market my future practice or wherever I end up. Um, But it's going to be interesting, especially I'm so used to UB just like, I don't know, there's a couple students who do social media and they're kind of just like, okay with it. Um, so it'll be interesting to transition into this new program and see what I'm able to show and what I'm not and how to fit that in. Yeah. And I mean, I can say as like someone that watches and like follows you and stuff, like you watch someone for a while and like you genuinely just like like them and care about them. So you, whether you're posting dental stuff or like lifestyle stuff, like the people that follow you just support you in general. So you're building like that community. So no need to stress. I was just curious what your head was <laughs> Thank at. You. Yeah, no, it's something that I think about all the time. And people are like, you know, are you still going to post pictures on the beach as a dentist? And I'm like, yeah, like, I still feel like that's, you know, we mm-hmm. are all regular people too. And I feel like yeah. growing up, I kind of wish I knew more about like my healthcare professionals life outside of the office. I think it would have made our experience and relationship a little bit more natural and personal. So we'll Mm -hmm. see where that goes. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So do you have any closing thoughts or like words of wisdom that you really want to get out to the dental students listening? It's so funny because I look back and I feel like my D one year was like yesterday. So I like, as far as the dental world, I don't know if I can provide much wisdom, but as far as just like getting through the experience, I think it's hard to know what to expect until you're in it. And I always tell people my number one advice is just like, trust yourself and know you're there for a reason and, you know, use your strengths to your advantage, but also like, don't compare yourself to other people. Because I think in the dental school world, a lot of people put on a front that everything's great and that they don't study and that, you know, they're doing well and all this stuff. And I think everybody has their own struggles. There's going to be something that you're great at that the next person isn't and vice versa. So just trusting who you are and knowing you're there for a reason and don't compare yourself to others. I feel like is my number one piece of advice. Well, thank you for that. And do you want to remind everyone like your platforms and everything, if they want to follow you? Sure. Um, so my Instagram, TikTok, I, YouTube is just my name, but everything is Lexi Fuller with two R's. So just L-E-X-I-F-U-L-L-E-R-R. Um, I have a podcast with my sister that has absolutely nothing to do with dentistry. <laughs> so I would not be offended if you don't want to check that out, but it's outgoing without going out. Um, and yeah, that's it. Awesome. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me on. This was fun. Yeah. Thank you.